G'day guys and welcome to the third episode of the Shivers Regal Riders Club. I'm here with my co-host Sean Conway. Howdy! <laughs> <laughs> and I'm here with my co-host Nathan Hull. <laughs> about us. Uh, we're a riding duo that uh, doesn't let Grammy get in the way of a good yarn. Pretty much. That's our whole thing. Uh, if you haven't seen it before, we're about the story. We're not about the grammar yeah. or the spelling. Sometimes we're not even about the story. It really <laughs> just depends on the week. Yeah, let you... What is it? What was our slogan? Never let grammar get in the way of a good yarn. Yeah. Oh, we, we know that <laughs> one, but we wrote another one for, t for this episode. Oh, did we? Uh... <laughs> <laughs> oh, letting your fucked up stories fly. Yeah, that, yeah. That, that'll, that'll work. That's yeah, yeah. great. Uh, we speaking of which, we've got two pretty fucked up stories. Yeah, I think week. I think this week uh, we know, we both we both know our stories. Yeah. I cheated a bit. I used a story that I wrote a very long time ago, so it's an instant instant cheat. Ah, uh, cheat. I know. Oh, um, I mean, they're both very fun stories. I'm pretty proud of mine. Though mine was pretty loose. Yours was an improvement on last week. Sure. I definitely agree. Like. I don't know, man. Look, last week's story was a good read, but was a boring fucking read out loud. It was very long. <laughs> it was very long. <laughs> and you edited that down as I well? I did. Yeah, last Sorry. week's version was cut down by like 14 minutes. <laughs> it made the whole horse conversation we have <laughs> fucking <laughs> defunct. It didn't exist. It was weird. It was, I mean, it happens to like Stephen King as well. He, he wrote a bunch of awesome books that turned into really terrible movies he probably wrote some bad books as well he's written a lot yeah I wrote a note on needing things <laughs> and I only know that because it was a Rick and Morty episode which wasn't even the best Rick and Morty I was gonna say, it was just bad the whole way it was like, bad but it's a great book so you should check it out Mr. King you should be ashamed of yourself <laughs> <laughs> but we do we've got two I'm pretty proud of my story and I'm, I digged your story so we've got two awesome stories this week and probably the two most fucked up pieces of art for those stories. And after last week, that's saying something. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're going to enjoy the art. But uh, before we get into that, I'm going first because this is like my redemption episode. And uh, <laughs> so my story is called The Sewing Saint. It was a calendar anomaly that Susan had never experienced. Two of the biggest holidays in Susan's diary converging on a Friday and Saturday night to form a magical weekend of debauchery. National Sewing Machine Day and National Bourbon Day. A pair of holidays that mean very little to the regular Tom, Dick and Harry, but for Susan, who was a member of the local sewing group, it was a very big deal. Despite their wholesome name, the Sewing Saints are notorious amongst the sewing fraternity. For two reasons. First, for agreeing to sew the patches for the most diabolical bikey gang in the country, the Diabolos. And two, for when Abby McMillan stabbed a member of a rival sewing group and served four years in the state penitentiary, garnering the nickname Stabby Abby. 
Every year the rival groups would meet up for their annual get together and this year it was the Sewing Saints turn to organise the shindig. The party took 12 months of planning and the event was to be held at the Diablos Clubhouse. With music by DJ Wisdick and would have so much alcohol, cocaine and prostitutes it would put the local police Christmas party to shame. The party was going off without a hitch. The ladies were drinking, dancing and sneaking off to any free room with their younger male counterparts. Even Stabby Abbey was cutting lines for the lady she stabbed four years earlier. After an hour of decadence, the bikey prospect's shitsticks ran through the door to warn the women of the impending danger that was approaching, but before he could he was shot dead by a Mexican cartel member. As the cartel member walked triumphantly through the clubhouse, he was somewhat surprised by the lack of bikey members and the overwhelming number of old ladies. But before he could wrap his head around this conundrum, he collapsed to the ground with a broken bottle in his throat and Stabby Abbey standing over his lifeless corpse. A drug war between the Diablos and the Mexican cartels had been brewing for years and the Sewing Saints were in the eye of the storm. Susan led the charge alongside Stabby Abbey, arming every woman and prostitute and demanded they hold the line. With cocaine running through their veins, these once geriatrics fired round after round into the wave of cartel foot soldiers charging the bikey clubhouse. These old Danes fired on the cartels, but it was no use. For every member they shot, two more would appear. They fired so ferociously that if they continued, they would run out of ammunition before the end of the next Wizdick song. Susan knew that there was only one way to win this battle, and that was to plant a bomb in the path of the charging cartel. As she collected the explosives needed for this suicide mission, she was stopped at the exit by Stabby Abbey, who stared into her eyes with bloodlust and said, You're not going without me! Before doing a bump of coke off her clenched fist and running into the wilderness. <clears throat> the clubhouse was eerily quiet. The music had stopped, the ammunition had run out, and the only thing you could hear is the gurning of the old-timers' jaws. Kaboom! A giant orange light illuminated the midnight darkness followed by the sound of blood and guts raining down on the clubhouse that caused an air of excitement amongst the people in the room. That excitement had quickly turned to mourning as they realised that their survival had cost the Sewing Saints their two greatest assets. The room collectively dropped their heads in despair for the loss of Susan and Stabby Abbey. What are all you sluts moping around for? A blood-soaked Stabby Abbey screamed walking arm in arm with Susan to the thunderous roar of the coke-filled seniors. Susan sat at the bar feeling content, sipping on her first bourbon on National Bourbon Day, watching on as the old biddies dance and snorted lines. She smiled because she knew the sewing saints had put on the best damn national sewing machine party ever. What do you think of the story? Sure. Well, I, I need I need validation. A bit of validation. Last week I need I need a good review. Well, I'm not gonna lie to you. Last week I lied and said I liked your story. Um, what read, did you like reading? I like reading it. Yeah, I like reading it. It was actually a good story. But I, I bored myself reading it to you guys. <laughs> <laughs> this week I did. I really like your story, Sean. It um. It was fucking ridiculous. It pretty much was a B movie from the 1980s. Like, it's something that um, Sylvester Stallone or someone 
could have started in the very beginning of their career. I was thinking more Betty White. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure how many action films she done. Oh, no, but Sylvester Stallone did that one action movie, uh, uh, Stop or My Mum Will Shoot. Oh, is that an action or a, or a comedy? Yeah, of course it was action. action. Yeah, comedy action. action. Yeah. Probably the... Just behind Rocky. It's the greatest Sylvester Stallone <laughs> movie of all time. And if you filmed this, it would, this would have been a keen three. It would have been his third. Oh, yeah, fuck yeah. it. Yeah, fuck yeah, for it. sure, definitely. It, uh, that's all my story lacked. It was a bit... Uh, <laughs> I mean, it, it had um, old ladies uh, taking drugs and being horribly violent. Uh, it was... Yeah, it was great. I don't know. What else do you say about that? I've never seen old ladies do coke, but I reckon it'd be funny. You haven't lived. I know. I, I, well, I think old people just keep that shit to themselves. Yeah, you'd think so most of the time. But man, a lot of times I've been in a room and, you know, the oldies. And quick, quick. Yeah, look, well, that's why they always walk around with a hanky. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so be careful of your nan and your grandpa. For all you know, they're off their fucking kits right now. <laughs> but uh, I, I, did, I did like that story because uh, we're in a lot of Facebook writing groups. And a lady posted, uh, she wrote a Christmas story. It's called like the, the Christmas elephant. <laughs> it's not that. <laughs> I'll, I'll put the actual book here just not to disrespect it. But um, I was like, you know, I love holiday stories. Yep. But it's June 13th. And she's putting out a holiday story. No, there's no holidays. Oh, okay. Like I couldn't write a Halloween story. Oh, I get you. Yep, yep. What's that? That's still... A few months away. So you're Christmas. trying to tell me that National Sewing Day and National Birthday National aren't true. Sewing. They're no, not they, real. Yeah, no, they are. They are real. I, I googled holidays on June 13th, <laughs> <laughs> and it was uh, National Bourbon Day and National Sewing Machine Day. That's about as deep with um. So that uh, was the starting research. point. <laughs> yeah, as we could ever go. And then I was like, how? Well, sewing machines. You obviously think of older people are into sewing machines. Yeah, and, and cocaine. And young people, but I my demographic was for the older audience. You were aiming at the, the elderly for this yeah. story. Yeah. We do have a lot, heaps, thousands of elderly viewers, I'm, yeah. I'm sure. Yeah, so, they get their, their young grandchildren to log them in. They masquerade as them on Facebook. Put me onto the seventh ring club. <laughs> <laughs> I need to listen to the cocaine stories. <laughs> oh, shit. That was a bad impression of an old person. Oh, it, yeah, it was going somewhere I didn't want it to go. But um, it was, uh, yeah, so I wanted to write a holiday story. Uh, and yeah, that's what came out. out. Yeah, like I, I knew that the story was uh, celebrating National Sewing Machine. Oh, and fun little tidbit. Uh, the, uh, the sewing machine was... Uh, invented by Thomas Saint. Oh, Thomas Saints. Yeah. Oh, man. There you go. I learned Fuck something on this podcast. Deep. Deep yeah. into this story, man. So you actually did research your story, and that's, yeah. I don't know if that's allowed. I think you might be... Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of subconscious hidden but, violence yeah. in there. Yeah. You know, so what, of, what were you? Oh, I don't know. There's probably a lot of PTSD back there. <laughs> that's like, you know, Charlie's oh. up in the trees. My <laughs> nan did try and stab me with sewing needles once. Really? Yeah, true story. Me and my cousin were really stirring her up, and she's <laughs> quite an unhinged lady. Yeah. So, there you go. Oh, wait, so are you triggered by my story? Is that what you're trying to tell me? No, it gave are me you a gonna warm, try, are warm you gonna, fuzzy feeling of... 
Oh, I thought you were going to try to cancel me on our own podcast. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, usually when terrible things happen to me, they remind me of my childhood. And, uh, so Didn't you reflect. even consider my feelings? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, subconsciously, I, fuck, I don't know. I guess I just love holiday stories. And uh, and this was as good as it got at June 13th. It, it, it doesn't get enough respect, the National Sewing Machine Day holiday. Well, I think from now on, each June 13th, we will write we a have to. story. We have to. Have to. We have to really get this tradition fucking <laughs> up and banging, hey? Fair enough. I think I did uh, my story justice on this one. Yeah, definitely, definitely. So. I agree. And uh, again, we got a little bit more experimental with our, with our filming. Oh, yeah, man. So hopefully you enjoyed, enjoyed man, that. Uh, well, mine was pretty, I don't know, improv but yours is very experimental and you can watch it. Right now. Watch it right now. Let's do it. Oh, let's in- introduce it. Oh. It's, uh, this is... Uh, hide and Seek. This is Hide and Seek by... Nathan Hull. Nathan Hull. Contrary to popular belief, the fun and games began when I lost my eye. Both eyes to be exact. I'm still not sure how it happened. I was sitting at home bored, attempting to do my taxes, when all of a sudden, darkness took over. And at the exact same time, I heard two dull slaps as my peepers hit the floor and rolled off to who knows where. At first I was shocked and slightly worried. Life could possibly become a touch hard without vision. I panicked, flailing around my kitchen, smashing and crashing into anything in my proximity before I tripped on a rogue jam jar and hit the ground hard. I was down for some time, contemplating my options, when it struck me, this was the greatest thing to ever happen. In my youth, I was a champion hide and seek player. I spent those years travelling from town to town, seeking out hidden children to the rapturous applause from those communities' slack-jawed populations. Life had been great. That is until I turned 14, and all of a sudden, I was forced into retirement. A large man-child with unkempt strands of facial hair and increasingly bad body odour was not who parents wanted hunting their children out of hidey holes. No matter how much of a genius I was at the fine art of hide and seek. It had been a cruel blow, one I never recovered from. I spent my teenage years homeschooled with no friends and little communication with the real world. My parents never forgave me for becoming a teenager and ruining all of our lucrative sportswear contracts and therefore cutting off our family's main source of income. As I grew, I stayed introverted. I was ashamed when people brought up my past. They would hide under tables in pubs and restaurants, laughing at me, sadly pointing out their friends. I had no purpose. No real reason to exist. I was just floating through life aimlessly. But now, now I had a reason to exist. The greatest game of hide and seek ever. A blind depressed 35 year old versus missing eyes. It was an epic match. It went on for days. I ran into walls, I crawled along the floor, I rolled and flipped and fell and sniffed and listened, employing every visionless technique I knew during the search. Eventually, almost defeated from dehydration and hunger, I swiped out and like two delicious dust covered balls of bubblegum, my eyes were back in my hands. I slowly put them in their respective sockets. I took in all I could see. I smiled. Life was beautiful. I took a drink. I ate a ham sandwich and had a well-deserved rest. Then I took a spoon, popped each eye out and threw them in opposing directions. It was game on again. A life worth living again. So what do you reckon, Sean? Hated it. (laughs) (laughs) No, I loved it, man. I always love your stories because it's... uh, I don't know. I've been in like... uh, a twilight zone sort of thing and your stories always have the story and then there's that bit at the end that the little twist the twist but it's also like wraps it all together like a nice little present you know nice little package yeah and uh but also funny like it was like a weird twist where the dude rips his (laughs) own eyes out because you know what it reminded me of uh uh People that go into solitary confinement, yeah, 
uh, in pitch black rooms, they use buttons to they flick them out and they try to find them just so they don't go insane. Themselves. Yeah, yeah, and this is a man. I suppose he's just. Uh, very depressed in his life by this stage, and it, and it took something quite extreme out of nowhere. But it gave him purpose, you know? It gave him a reason to live again. I liked it, but it also felt like another dig at me, even though you wrote it <laughs> 37 years ago. <laughs> I wrote it about six months ago. Yeah. Uh, the, the, fat, the fat dude, or the larger gentleman with the gruffy hair, it's just like, fuck. Depressed. Of all the stories you've written in the past, <laughs> You, you seem to pick out ones that like just seem like a personal attack on like the subconscious level and on the conscious level. Yeah, I, I was. I was going through my stories like, what is going to really rub Sean up the wrong way here? What can I do here? Just so, through your database. Oh, yeah, my millions. This, this character lacked fatness. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but uh, you know, it's, and uh, he was hated by the community. Oh, everyone. No one liked him. Yeah, yeah. No, nobody liked him. He was fat, like him. and he had. He was a gruffy, hairy dude, and it's just like. <laughs> Like, these are just starting to become personal and more personal. <laughs> In all honesty, they're, they're not meant to be personal attacks. <laughs> I'm a sensitive dude. But uh, we'll leave it up to, you know, not really, but there. if you think it's a personal attack, then we want to hear about it, you know? But then again, like, anything fat and hairy, it's like, you talk about me, motherfucker? Yeah, but no, I'm, 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 about a, I'm the same myself, you know? I'm, yeah, that's why I can't listen to Bigfoot stories. <laughs> like this gigantuan, hairy monster. What the fuck you say about me, bro? <laughs> <laughs> oh man, yeah, no, I don't know. It's just one of those stories, like you know, sometimes you need something fucked up in your life to re-trigger you and yeah, man, fire I, you off, and that was that was it. I, I need it, like, I've, well, with my story and like, because your story last week was awesome mascots, uh, but I think this week we nailed the stories. I think both of the stories we nailed, and you agree. I assume. We hope. Uh, the scarf joke failed miserably, but the, yeah. the story's killed. But the artwork is something that I'm super proud of. Well, uh, let's have a look at your artwork, Sean. Uh, where's your artwork? <coughs> My artwork's over here. Have you got yours? It, it nails. It absolutely nails. So this is uh, this is my painting. <coughs> Oh, man. Believe it or not, this took me a long, this took me a whole Joe Rogan podcast, <laughs> like a long one, like the Andrew Schultz Joe Rogan podcast. This was the whole. There's episode. a lot of layers. There's a lot of nudity, Sean. Yeah, needed. Yeah, I don't know. Did the old ladies ever get their boobs out in your story? No, but I. And that is a giant dick, man. <laughs> proportionately on that guy. Well, if you're gonna get male prostitutes, you don't want like. Very true. You don't want like you want average Joe. Yeah, right. you don't want like. Yeah. Mini, mini tinnies. <laughs> I don't know if penis has been described as a mini tinny, but but also I got a tits out for the boys. Uh, but <laughs> I, I fucked up her face, and like to try to divert attention away from her fucked up face, I, I fixed boobs. it with boobies. Some boobs. I mean, it's fair. It's all equal. There's nudity women, nudity men. It's kind of graphic and rank and horrible and it's also very fitting to your yeah but I, it's got a lot of layers it has a lot of layers the cocaine looks a bit like your bacon by the way yeah, that's a review so, that I've got plenty of time <coughs> yep uh, lined up shot glasses I've also even got lights at the top uh, the the least intimidating bikey logo on the walls <laughs> I thought I'm Pete 
I thought it was a throwback to your mother's oh, maybe. Movie. Oh, that's a subconscious decision. Yeah, yeah, subconscious their teeth. No, they're devil horns and they're like uh, oh, okay. happy about it. They uh, look like like um, unwell Chicago Bulls mascot. <laughs> <laughs> like a year one straw. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, I also gave the dude a big dick. Yes, we've, we've mentioned. <laughs> with, a, with a baby head. <laughs> uh, There's a lot of fucked up things in this drawing. But yeah, the, the old lady next to him looks incredibly innocent yeah but she and she's loving it though she's she's dan- yeah she's up dancing about and so uh, and then i got a whiz dick down the back great name <coughs> for dj by the way there yeah. should be more dj whiz dicks <laughs> in the world no say because it's cool yeah oh, yeah 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 we don't want to be crass yeah. you know and then uh these are two dead bodies in pools of blood uh and i need a new uh red pen yes I, yeah yeah yeah, yeah. So uh, again, if anyone, any pen sponsors out there? Oh, and I, I made the old lady's eyes red because she's like just fucking. Well, she's psych, psychopath. No, she's just off her, oh. off her tits on coke. Oh, okay. So her yeah. pupils, her, she's so off her face on coke, her pupils turn red. It also looks like she's got a, uh, a thermometer in her hand. It's actually a gun. It's a gun. Okay. Yeah, yeah it was hard to see if that was a ruler or a thermometer. Yeah. No, great, great gun. So, yeah, it's, um, a, it's a gun. I had it was a lot of mistakes at the start yep and then I just had to keep Keep fixing it and like in it's uh, I think that's enough your your picture's starting to sicken me to be honest so well it's revengeful (laughs) your your fucking artwork last week man that shit's still giving me nightmares well speaking of yeah, let's have, let's a, have a look at a fucking. I actually bought a, a drawing pad this week. I'm getting getting prepared. So there you go, Sean. What do you? What do you reckon of that one, man? That's fucking really good. Oh, fuck! That's so creepy. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't, how, how else do you draw a man crawling along the floor searching for his missing eyes? So it has to come out a bit. Man, creepy. Yeah, that sums up yours. And it has you. You've nailed the face. It reminds me a lot of um, Caroline, the Tim Burton stop motion thing where they sewed buttons to their eyes. They went. Into, you had no, I'm not saying, but I'll take your word for it. Anything horrific with no eyes. That's what your thing reminds me of. Yeah. But he's happy about it. He is. He's stoked. He's. I mean, that was the whole thing of the story as well. Like this. But like it's, it's like. Like serial killer stoke, like fuck. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, you're unwell if you pop your own eyes out to give your life I, meaning. I kind of want this framed. Yeah, you keep you not at my house. <laughs> <laughs> Someone else's house. But I would like to come and see it every once in a while. Just come and have a little look every now and then. And he's got no feet. No, nah, he's just oh, they're into the darkness. <clears throat> yeah, so yeah. It's I, like a light effect. To be honest with you, I just fucked up there and just kind of <laughs> scribbled for a while, which I do. And, He's got his hide and seek world champ '87 shirt on, which I suppose would mean good year. It was a good year. And good year for hide and seek. Thirteen in '87. Then he's, it's just, yeah. If he was thirty-five, this, is, this story was written a while ago. So you know, based on so he's th- he was thirteen and '87. Yeah, well, that make him when he was thirty-five. It'd have to be like, no oh, fuck, old as fuck. Let's just say two thousand and nine. We'll cut this maths <laughs> out of the final no, part. People want to know. People want the you know the intricate details. Well, I'll put the the maths equation here. <laughs> <laughs> There's a whiteboard we can do some sums. Oh man, because well, your artwork's already healed. Oh yeah, it's gonna look like it a is. rain Video man magic. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so that's it, Sean. That's my yeah, story. I really. And uh, let us know on uh, Instagram which story you like. Uh, not story, which drawing. artwork drawing. Because yeah. despite mine looking very amateur, 
I think there's still like a charm about there's depth. There's like depth. a like a like a kid that been molested drew it. <laughs> oh, fuck like that man. sort. Of, you know what I mean? Like kind of like it would be. I've been watching court. some weird docos. Yeah, like I was gonna say I've been watching a lot of crime documentaries, and it is the kind of drawing that they would use in court yeah. for like a kid who's got some. Well, this is what a, a psych. Yeah, yeah, this is what a psych would be like. Oh, that kid's got fuck. <sighs> for the second week in a row, I'm gonna mention that I'm slightly worried about your mental state at the moment. Oh, it's not great, but. <laughs> <laughs> so what were the topics this week for the 99 word challenge well you had a fisherman in a time machine and you had an author in a disco yes i did, I did. <laughs> <laughs> all right so i'm actually really proud but it's not it's also uh not gonna help my your thoughts on my mental health <laughs> <laughs> this story but I found it funny so uh, who wants to go first you want to go first uh, yeah I'll go first yeah. okay. hang on a sec just uh, bring it up you know, yeah. my phone it's being slow <laughs> the rhythm of Boney M's Rasputin pulsed out of the large sound system I nodded my head along enthusiastically yet frustrated I'd fallen asleep at my quiet desk and awoke to this a disco in my office you shouldn't be here I have a novel to write I said to the young lady on roller skates twirling into my space Hey, relax, man, she said rudely, and that was all it took. I marched into my living room, snatched the disco ball, took a breath, and threw it and myself out of my 10th story apartment window. <laughs> you, you, you messaged me saying, man, I'm real worried about this story. It's like too dark. I thought that was... Uh, well, that's also saying something about my mental health. Yeah. <laughs> that was hilarious. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, sometimes when you write yourself into a corner, you just end it in a, someone dying. Yeah. yeah. It works. Although he didn't necessarily die. Ten stories, he could have just flown away. Disco, well, he could have just bounced off the disco Did, ball. Well, see, I needed another one. Back, <laughs> back in through the window. <laughs> Oh, uh, yeah, well, after the horrible thing said earlier, we need some comedy now. So. <laughs> uh, we'll find our audience. <laughs> um, so my story is the fishman. Oh, I kind of cheated uh, in the sense that I used the time machine as a thing and not really as a location. So you can yeah, judge yeah. for yourself yeah, yeah. whether I've cheated or not. All right, you ready for my story? I'm ready. I fin- uh, fucked it up from the first word. <laughs> a fisherman noticed a strange figure on the beach. It was an old man holding an esky with an antenna. I see you noticed my time machine, the old man said. That's a time machine, the fisherman thought. I'm going back in time to kill Jesus, said the old man. But as he opened the esky, Jesus appeared through his own time machine and shot the old man with a laser from his penis. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, Jesus, <laughs> Jesus nodded at the fisherman before vanishing into a vortex. The fisherman never spoke of this event, but he did go back in time and kill Hitler. <laughs> oh, well, that ends well, I yeah. suppose. Um, yeah, why okay. not? There will be extra content where you'll see the 99 word stories got sent in. Yeah, we got well. over, uh, overwhelmed with yeah, got awesome stories this week. So, so keep an eye out for the extra content. But we're not at that stage yet, so that's why you do this. Yeah. Oh, shit.
This is fucking always unwritable. <laughs> well, I thought Fisherman in a Time Machine was hard and Author at a Disco was hard. What did you get? I got a tree <laughs> in the Gulf War. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of fucking character is a tree? <coughs> oh, you, oh fucking, you fucked me over, man. Are they both red or one's nah, red? No, one's, one's red, one's blue. Oh, this is just your bloody... <laughs> this is your doing, man. Well, I got a penguin. <laughs> You're good. In jail. <laughs> <laughs> so many avenues you can go over there, man. Like, definitely, oh, definitely. God. So make sure to send in your own stories for Penguin in a Jail and Tree, tree in the, the Gulf War. War. It just, if you get anything decent with Tree and Gulf yeah. War, I'll be, I'll be stoked. So. <laughs> and, and thanks again, guys. Uh, we did it back to front, but we've said goodbye. We love you, and we hope to see you guys next week. I'm Sean Conway. I'm Nathan Hull. Catch you later. You. Okay, guys, just a quick one. Just remember to check out all of our uh, social media channels. We got Instagram, we got Facebook, we got Patreon, Twitter, Tumblr, and YouTube. There you go. <laughs>